I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life that I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught, find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you, Aaliyah? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Anything new in your life? I get to go home for Thanksgiving in a few days. <laughs> That's very exciting. We're so happy to, to see you soon. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's so, we've said it before, say it again, it's so nice to be easily accessible. we got a direct, short flight that's cheap, and we get to see you more often, so. Yep, it's awesome. Yay, awesome. Maybe we'll even get to record the podcast in person together again. Yeah, it's been a while. Spend the whole time trying to make yeah. each other laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Not just trying, succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at my job. Uh, you are. It's true. Um, to be fair, it's not that hard. So, uh, Also, we have Rivka and Burke, and that was Burke we heard. How are you today, Burke? I'm doing great. I love Sunday. I just love it's it. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, Burke, you were saying before that when you were a kid, you didn't like Sunday, and now you do? Well, when I was a kid, Sundays were really long and boring, and I just hated them. They lasted forever. And now that I'm old, and I love that they're long and boring, and I would, <laughs> I would take a Sunday twice as long and twice as boring. Thank you. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> I would take one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because, you know, there's just always... There's work. There's always work you can be doing and or worrying about, but on Sunday, you can't do any of it. So you just... You study and you relax and you go to church and you see friends and it's just Sunday is marvelous. So it it really is. It's wonderful. Plus, I really really enjoyed like my three hours of gospel study this morning in a quiet house with no one else awake, just me in front of the fireplace with the dog. Oh, wonderful! Wow, oh, that is fun. Yeah. Were you studying those references in the topical guide to the Savior? I was. I well, I started there. <laughs> And then before long, I was reading um, President Nelson's talk where he invited us to do that, and then just so many other things. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That early morning time on a Sunday is so glorious. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, music is a big part of the holidays. I, I got called as the ward um, music coordinator and choir director in our ward, and I'm super excited for that. It's it's a little late in the process. Just not not that the bishopric was late, just because of the move and my licensing issues and whatever. But in terms of getting holiday music together, so um, I'm I'm scrambling a little bit, but I'm hoping they get some great things together. I love love holiday music at church. It's so fun. So glad to hear you're involved in a few. Well, let's move on to our talk today. It's called Promptings of the Spirit by Elder Gary E. Stevenson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And speaking of which, he mentions the ward choir in this talk, which was pretty awesome. Um, 
and he said it's full of holy people. So that that made me happy. Um, but uh, yeah, he. This is a great talk about how to hear and follow the promptings of the Spirit, and he connects it with spiritual gifts. He gives us four ways to invite and recognize the promptings. Gives us some really succinct and powerful words of caution. And then he concludes with an invitation. So a really good talk about the spirit. And we'll start with Aaliyah. What was your fundamental doctrine from this talk? My fundamental doctrine is the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is one of the greatest spiritual gifts Latter-day Saints enjoy. And awesome. You I it right from the little intro sentence at the beginning of that. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't nice realize job. it was also there, but yeah, I picked that as a fundamental doctrine because the rest of the talk is a lot about like how to access that gift. Um, and if we don't care about the gift or realize that it's so important, then why would we want to listen to what he says? So that's why I highlighted that. So the part of it that really stood out to you was that it is one of the greatest spiritual gifts. Yeah. Awesome. Now, um, for for me, Aaliyah, so I'm interested to hear your opinion. When he started off talking about spiritual gifts, uh, it didn't. I don't. I don't think of the gift of the Holy Ghost the same way I think of like the gift of testimony or the gift of faith. Um, yeah. So it was that connection initially was a little weird to me. Did did that seem weird to you or or? Yeah, it took me. I was probably like. I don't know, halfway into the talk when I realized he had switched from talking about spiritual gifts to the gift of the Holy Ghost and made like a connection there. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this talk about? But yeah, I had never thought of that the same way um, that he presented it. So it was really interesting to me. So, you know, the sentence you chose uh, is one of those connections there. I mean, where he mm-hmm. explicitly says it's one of the greatest spiritual gifts, but how do those two things work um, or, or how are they connected? The Those spiritual gifts that we talked about, gift of discernment, et cetera, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, I think at the basics, they're all things that were given by God. So in that sense, they're gifts. And then they're tied to the Spirit because later in the talk, he says that the Spirit like helps us develop them and, and stuff like that. So... um. The spiritual gifts that we normally think about are, like, made greater as we have access to kind of the OG spiritual gift of of the spirit (laughs) itself that we're given at at baptism, so. Awesome. I think he also discusses that those other spiritual gifts require some work, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that you can be given them, but then you can also develop them. Right. Um, and, and then he says, well, you can also develop your ability to use the gift of the Holy Ghost. So there's a lot of connection points there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're dwelling on on your doctrine here, but one other thing here. So it's interesting to you, the second half of that sentence stood out to you. So he said the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost is one of the greatest spiritual gifts Latter-day Saints enjoy. To me, with some of the recent things I've been thinking out, the first part of it, really stood out to me where he says the constant companionship um so what does that word mean to you how have you experienced the constant companionship of the holy ghost in your life Malia? um 
I think for me, it means that my whole life, I don't notice the spirit unless it's abnormally strong. Not abnormally, like it's not supposed to be, but just like unusually for the moment. Um, or it's gone, like it's taken away because I'm in a weird situation or something like that. And it, so it's kind of like the fishbowl effect. Um, and it's something that I see in the missionaries that I, I teach at the MTC all the time. They just are like struggling to feel the spirit. And I'm like, I walk through this door and I see you and I feel the spirit stronger than I do the rest of my day. So there's no way that you're not feeling it. Like it's just so constant that it, your brain just like, it's like sound, like your brain will just filter it out. It just like adjusts to it once it is there long enough, you know? Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. You don't have to be having an active spiritual experience to have the spirit with you. Yeah. So, and when he put that right in front of President Nelson's quote, in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost. You know, I, I've heard that quote a bunch of times, and the word constant never stood out to me until he paired right. it right up with that sentence. So, pretty interesting stuff. All right. Well, thank you. We sort of went went in really in-depth about that, but I thought it was, <laughs> there was a lot to, to dive in there. So, let's move on to Burke. Burke, what was your fundamental doctrine? So I picked an early, well, I picked some of the stuff you already just talked about because I'm mm. many, but they're all connected. But I like this sentence from near the beginning. God-given gifts make gifted people. And I like that because so often um, we think or we feel, at least me, I'm going to speak for me. So often I've thought when people have referred to me as being gifted in some area in the past, I always kind of thought like, yeah, I did that myself. Uh, <laughs> But the, the whole point of a gift is that you're given it, right? Like <laughs> you you claim some sort of status because you think you have ownership of it or that you earned it somehow. But if you have gifts from God, they were given to you. That just means, you know, you, you shouldn't take any um, desire to lift yourself up above somebody else or feel like you're better because he gave you a gift. You should be grateful for it and therefore you should use it the way he wants it used. And then this talk is a great way to do that. So awesome. How does it change your approach to your own talents and abilities to really understand that they come from God? Makes me feel more like my role is to use them in his work and to develop them in the way he wants them developed as opposed to, you know, have them so that I can get complimented or so I can be seen or so I can gain rank. Yeah. But people are right. Awesome. When you frame it like that, Burke, it seems ridiculous to think of like, well, what if my wife makes me a quilt and then it's keeping me warm one winter night and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm keeping myself warm with this quilt. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I'm so great. I have a quilt. <laughs> I'm so great that I have this quilt that I am lying under. Uh, That's awesome. Awesome. Did you have anything to add to our discussion that Ali and I had then, if you had marked some of those other areas? Um, well, the thing I like best about this, I, I don't really care much for sports analogies myself. So when he started off with a sports analogy, I was kind of like, roll my eyes. But then he immediately went from physical gifts that still require practice to spiritual gifts that still require practice, and then to the ultimate spiritual gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost that also requires practice. Yeah, I liked that. 
Awesome. I love it. Um, let's talk a little bit about that practice since you, you mentioned it. I love that he described. So first of all, he quoted preach my gospel multiple times in this talk. So many times. Chapter four. It's all over the place. Uh, I knew Ali would be happy with that, but he quotes it here and he says, so this is how you get that spiritual practice or exercise. Having the guidance of the Holy Ghost in your life requires spiritual work. This includes, so here again, we're waiting for like the secret formula, right? Here's the secret formula that nobody knows about. Prayer, scripture study, keeping your covenants, God's and commandments, and partaking of the sacrament, right? <laughs> Fundamental. Well, it's so funny because teaching a youth class because those answers always get thrown out and I don't always bring this but a lot of times they'll be like okay how much of that did you do today yeah you know they all kind of look at you blankly you know like <laughs> well if you know it's the answer how come you're not doing it and if you're not doing it we're going to tell you again again Burke going straight to a 10 on the Bednar index, Bednar index. <laughs> strong uh, I love it well that's true so we definitely don't do those every day but uh, any includes the word consistent with the scripture study but but they're the fundamentals, right? We just got to keep trying at them over and over and over and over and never stop. So, well, um, you know, we're halfway through here and we haven't even gotten anything from Rivka yet. So, so do you have a spiritual gift that you have worked on developing over time? Or is, can you share an experience of having developed the ability to hear the spirit over the, over time? So I guess I mean, there are a lot of times when I have felt like I've had spiritual gifts, but, and I've talked about this sort of before for me, um, the, the way that the spiritual gifts come seem to be in times when I need them. So like when we pray to have the gift of the Holy ghost, we pray that, um, we pray so it will give us promptings and give us help and give us guidance in the things that we're doing, um, in callings, in our lives and work, and then in our gospel endeavors. Um, and I think we also want spiritual, other spiritual gifts as we do that. The gift of, um, gifts of patience, gifts of forgiving, gifts of loving people. We maybe don't want to love or are difficult to love. Um, the gift of having words when we find an opportunity to share the gospel, all those different gifts. Um, and, and for me, I feel like those gifts come in the moments that I need them, the way that promptings and revelation and strength from the spirit come when I need and pray for them. So, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just, it's just that I've, I've, I don't know that I would be like, this is one spiritual gift that I have and I've worked to just develop this one thing, but mostly I just have worked to try to develop the ability to, um, have a, have a spiritual gift come when it needs to come. Okay. Awesome. I love that. So, um, he, you know, he addresses that where he says that spiritual gifts will help us in every aspect of our lives. So you're kind of saying, you know, Lord, give you grace to meet whatever challenges you have with what, what gifts he, he can give you. Right. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, I had an experience where I really wanted to have the gift of bearing a mighty testimony. And so that was one that I just sort of tried to pray for and refine over multiple years. And I really saw things change. And part of that was him increasing my capacity to bear mighty testimony. And part of that was me humbling myself to make sure that I wanted to bear mighty testimony to lead people to Christ and not to lead them to think that I was a great speaker, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and so part of the process of working on the gift was working, working on myself and, um, yeah. And, and that was a refining process for me, made, made me humble. So Mm -hmm. Burke, what did you have to add to that? So I can remember, getting baptized when I was eight years old and then, you know, getting the gift of the Holy Ghost and asking my mom, like, okay, I've got it now. Like, how does this work? And, <laughs> and her kind of describing like, wow, when you feel the Holy Ghost, you know, it's described in scripture. So I went over some scriptures and I started, you know, trying to pay attention from a very young age. But the thing that I hadn't asked and therefore I didn't get an answer for, um, was how to know when the spirit is telling me no or don't do that, mm-hmm. or that's not a great idea. And that was something that took a lot longer for me to develop. And for me, a lot of times when the spirit is telling me that's not a great idea, like if I'm a, if I'm facing a problem and I'm trying to work through it and everything just seems hard and stressful to me, the spirit saying no, it feels a lot like my own internal stress response. And so it, I, over years, I started realizing that when I get that feeling that a lot of times it means like, wait, don't do that now. Think about it more. Try another way. And then when things start to work, then a lot of times that's when I get that confirmation. And so I think it's important to remember that in feeling the spirit, it's not just feeling that positive. Yes, the spirit is here and it's showing you which direction to go and it's helping you. But also when the spirit is saying, no, it may feel very different. At least for me, it does. So. Oh, that's awesome, Burke. Um, I love how you described that. Um, he, <clears throat> he also goes on to tell us four ways to invite and recognize the promptings of the spirit. He doesn't really approach it from the other side of when the spirit's telling us no, but he talks about standing in holy places, standing with holy people, testifying of holy truths, and listening to the Holy Spirit. So Aaliyah, which of those four really stood out to you? Um, I think the one that I have learned more recently is testify of holy truths um and he says in here as you seek and take opportunities to share your testimony with others you will create moments to recognize the spirit for yourself and that's something i saw a lot on my mission the the longer i was out the more bold i got (laughs) and the more i would just say this the like most amazing truths that i love the most with just like the most power I could like the most spiritual power and it was crazy how much the room changed um and even like like physically like I would get like chills on my arms and like things like that just from like saying some words um and so that is a time where I really saw this aspect of the Holy Ghost come to be a lot and then as I did that I was like wow this is really cool and then I just did it more (laughs) and so it's that one was really cool. Awesome. And that was a good, what you read was a good invitation and promise. Mm-hmm. And uh, this section also is another place that Burke realized he needed to spend more time in taxis. So, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> More taxi time. <laughs> awesome. Burke, any of those other um, three that are left from that section that really stood out to you? For me, it's really, it's the listen. Um, I don't know, because my brain is busy and I tend to put a lot of noise in my life, um, but it's it's giving opportunities to, for me, it's sitting and pondering and giving the spirit time to tell me which direction I need to go on things. Awesome. And we opened up with you talking about your, your early morning Sunday hours. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he quotes President Packer in here. Sorry, I do. Says it correct. Sorry, I do want to add one other thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, also please. where he says, "Many have been the times when promptings of the Holy Ghost have come to me through my wife Lisa." My other advice is marry someone who hears the Spirit better than you, because then <laughs> they can tell you if you're not listening. Yeah, uh, I love that. Well, I know Rivka um, has added a lot of good spiritual promptings in sure. your marriage. So. For sure. Um, right before that, he said, he quoted the Lord Packer and he said, the spirit caresses so gently that if we are preoccupied, we may not feel it at all. So that uh, goes back to one of my favorite little sayings that if you, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cut you off. Awesome. Rivka, there's two left, standing in holy places or with holy people. Either of those that um, you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I love both of them. But um, maybe I'll do the stand in holy places because, oh, in the last week or so, I don't remember how long ago it was, my son and I, Elder O'Neill, were having this discussion about um, how the the spirits can, there are places the spirit can't be or places the spirit can't um, be felt as strongly. And he says, if, uh, Elder Stevenson says, if you hope to feel the spirit, be in a place where the spirit can easily dwell. And what, you know, my son and I <laughs> finally came to the conclusion that where we, it matters where we, where we spend our time, it actually makes a difference. So it's sometimes we can get almost like a little, I don't know if it's too sure of ourselves or just, but we can think, well, I, I'm living righteously. I have, I have the gift of the Holy ghost. So that is what matters. And it, it doesn't matter if I need to go here or my friends are going to this place or something. It's fine because I can, I can have the spirit with me, except there are places where the spirit can't go in with you. So, um, yeah, for us, we came to the conclusion that it really does matter where we spend our time. Awesome. I love that. Um, And the last one was stand with holy people. And I'll just read one sentence from that. The spirit cannot be restrained from attending a gathering of holy people. Um, And he lists a bunch of of places for that. But uh, I I think that's amazing. And I think it goes along with this idea that it's constantly with us, right? We're going to spend time with friends from the church this week, and we're going to be doing wholesome activities and the spirit will attend us even if we're not having spiritual experiences. So, uh, okay. Then he adds some words of caution. So just briefly, <clears throat> we'll each maybe pick something out of here that stood out to us. So Aaliyah, anything uh, that you wanted to highlight? Well, first thing I'll highlight is that this comes directly from chapter four of Preach My Gospel. <laughs> um, so if you want more 
of this. It's it's in there. Go look and, for it. And you um, do. You want more of this. And you want more. So uh, the endorsement continues. <laughs> I don't know. I think use your best judgment is one that I've had to learn. Mm. Um, obviously, like we should seek the guidance of God, but sometimes he just wants you to make your own decision. <laughs> and so uh, you just got to do it. You know, like if that's the case, then just make a decision knowing that he's giving you that option, right? Like he wouldn't tell you, he wouldn't tell you that knowing that you're going to make some terrible mistake that he w- doesn't want for you, you know? So study it out, make a, make a plan, decision, um, and if God says nothing or is like, do whichever, then you just do it and knowing that he's got you. Awesome. I love that one. And, and that's sometimes takes a long time to learn. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. Burke, you want to pick another one? Oh, I'm going to pick the one I don't like, but that seems to come up so much in my life and that is spiritual <laughs> matters cannot be forced. Oh, I loved that one. Sometimes God refuses to work on my timing. I don't know why, <laughs> but he does. So then you you wait. You do everything you can and, and use your own best judgment, like Leah just said, and then you wait and trust. Yeah. Uh, that can be so hard, though, right? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't uh, like he it. Says, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. He says you cannot dictate how or when inspiration comes. Oh, that is so hard because sometimes... Like Willy Wonka, I want it now, you know? Or, in the words of Inigo Montoya, I hate waiting. (laughs) Indeed. Rivka, any of these other uh, words of caution you wanted to highlight? Uh, The first one is to confirm your spiritual impressions. He says, for example, impressions from the Spirit will align with the scriptures and the teachings of the living prophets, um, which seems like a simple statement. And an obvious statement, but I have watched people that I love and that I care for fall away from the church over this very issue where they're Mm -hmm. feeling like they're receiving impressions from the Holy Ghost that don't align with what the prophets are saying or don't align with it, but but they decide that that's, you know, their revelation and they go with it. And it's, it seems so simple and, you know. Probably 10 years ago, I would have just been like, well, duh, of course. But you live a little longer and you see things. Um, you know, you watch you watch people that you know and love struggle, and this is a real thing. It, this The, the uh, adversary will definitely try to um, mimic spiritual promptings, and he leads people away that way. So it's something to to deeply consider if you are feeling like maybe the spirit is telling you something that is going against what is church doctrine or what the prophets are teaching. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And the last one is to make sure your feelings you receive are consistent with your assignment. So we don't receive revelation outside of the scope of our authority. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, so make sure that you're not receiving revelation for somebody else's calling, basically. <laughs> uh, and I, I would include relationships, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, we don't receive revelation about how to parent other people's kids, et cetera. 
Uh, and then he concludes with inv an invitation, but he had a bunch of invitations laced throughout, so Aaliyah already highlighted one. Any others, Aaliyah, that you wanted to point out? Yeah, there's one at the very end that he directs specifically to, to the youth. And he says, uh, Tomorrow, this week, this year, always, pause as you look at yourself in the mirror. Think to yourself or say out loud if you like, Wow, look at me. I'm awesome. I'm a child of God. He knows me. He loves me. I am gifted. Gifted with the Holy Ghost as my constant companion. And that uh, is just so cool to me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, I think if everyone in the world said that to themselves every day, um, they would start believing it if they don't already. And that would be like, that would be huge. That would change so much if everyone believed that they were awesome because they're a child of God who loves them and knows them and that he's given them a member of the Godhead to be with them always. So I just think that's a really cool invitation. Awesome. Um, that's hilarious because to me that like these sorts of self affirmations don't really resonate. Like you will not catch me, you know, dead standing in front of the mirror saying like, it's cause you already believe it. You don't need to tell it to yourself. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know, but it is that, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... Now I'm wondering how many times Aaliyah has looked in the mirror and then Mufasa's voice said, <laughs> who you are. <laughs> uh, no comment. She's not going to tell us how many times that's I can. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm glad that you thought it was awesome. If people, so if saying that every day helped you internalize it, then yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Go out and do it. So awesome. Burke, any other invitations that stood out to you? I feel like kind of the biggest summary invitation would be listen and act on this, on spiritual promptings. Mm -hmm. And then the blessing is, I mean, he says lots of different things in here that are the blessings, but really it's, you will get more of them and ultimately you will go in the right direction. So, yeah, that's a great summary. Awesome. Rivka, any last invitations? Just from this one paragraph. I mean, the invitation isn't in here except exercise spiritual gifts, I guess, is the invitation. But he says, what are the fruits of exercising spiritual gifts? So here are the fruits. They include promptings from the Spirit that help us face our daily needs and show us what to do and say, and blessings of peace and comfort. As we listen and act on spiritual promptings, the Holy Ghost magnifies our abilities and capacities to far exceed what we can do on our own. So if you want promptings from the Spirit and peace and comfort and magnified abilities and capacities, work on exercising your ability to receive spiritual gifts. As with so many invitations that we read in these conference talks, every time I read the blessings, it's always like, uh, yeah, I want all of those things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I mean, what a, what a blessing and I, and we should keep working on it. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this talk. Promptings of the spirit. Um, this is one of those talks that when I heard it the first time, I don't know if I was asleep or what happened, but I, I barely have any memory of it. And um, having read through it, this is one of my favorite talks we've covered so far. It's just amazing, full of rich doctrine, practical doctrine, and just some incredible um, wisdom and truth. So I really, really enjoyed this one and worth a reread if if you're listening to this and haven't reread it. <clears throat> so the next one we will discuss is, do you want to be happy? Speaking of things we all want, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> by Elder Yoon Juan Choi of the 70. So, in the meantime, Malia is going to tell you how to get a hold of us. You can email us at wordsoftheprovincepodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on our Facebook and Instagram at Words of the Province Podcast. Awesome. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you. <laughs>